believe a couple of us said that he was going to be a top one of the potential top finishing forwards this year. So it's not like we don't that we underestimate his ability. He's got a lot of ability. He's a man down on confidence. Um, and look, just going into week by week. As long as I can upgrade my rookies and downgrade my rookies, I'm just going to fix Billings last. I mean, yeah, it's a killer. It's hurting. He's leaking points. But I'm keeping the faith. Watching him is absolutely killing me. He's a man shot on form. When he took that set shot last week, it was an absolute killer. Um, oh. But what do I do? What do we do? I've, I've already lost. I've already missed the money. The, I needed to trade him, or with the community, we needed to trade him, you know, four or five weeks ago. Stuck fat with him, this happens, this is super coach. I'd be more angry trading him out, watching him turning around like Hibbert's done. So, again, I'm going to roll forward with him. I've got a lot of respect for the kid. I know he's such a class talent. St. Kilda are gonna, down there, they're going to put some work into him. They're going to get in, he's going to turn things around. So, I'm sticking fat with Billings. Bumps on the subject of Billings, before we even get into talk about super coach scores... Um, a couple of uh, the Twitter members just wanted to make you accountable and just have a question for you, mate. Um, yeah, right now, if you were taking one or the other, would you be picking Jack Billings or Marcus Bontepelli? Oh, well, for my super coach team? Ah, uh, no, just in general. Who's the oh, just in general, AFL terms? Well, right now, based on form, I would say Marcus Bontempelli. That's a bit of a stupid question to ask, uh, I would have thought. Just, the community just wanted to know what your opinion was on there, so I think... Well, well, uh, I think we can just leave it there. there's a lot of people that want to know my opinion, mate. <laughs> You've made some pretty controversial calls about Mark Spontapelli in the past. <laughs> hey, and those I will continue to stick by. Yeah. Ah, good, good, good. Um, so, look, Jack Billings, this, why should you or should you not trade Jack Billings? Well, if you've held him for this long, I reckon you just keep him and deal with it. Most of your opponents are going to have him anyway. So, eventually, he will go back up in price like... Uh, Wolfnar said before. Um, but yeah, I, I just reckon he'll have a good game against Collingwood this week. I don't think Collingwood can stop him. The big, and Jack Stephen as well. The big thing with Billings too, I mean, when you look at him and those people who did trade him out, they traded him to a primo. So why you've been upgrading your rookies, they, they would have missed out on a rookie. So you're ideally still going to have Billings versus a rookie every single week if you if you have been upgrading your primos to rookies as well. So at the moment the numbers he's putting out aren't great, but you're almost a trade behind if you're doing it the other way. Break even of ninety eight, three forty six score. He's got a three round average of fifty two point seven. <laughs> Only two scores over eighty. Um and one of them was his round one score of one thirty three. Bumps, billings, what can you give us a for and against of why you could see people would move or hold on to? Yeah, I, I think why people would trade him is because they're angry with his scores. But I think, um, look, I'll just tell you what, what I'm going to do, okay? So the, the positives about trading is you, you don't have to deal with him anymore, okay? That's, that's one less thing you've got to worry about in your team. And if you have to field, say, a Waterman or a Fritch or a Spargo over a Billings, then... If this form continues and you're not necessarily losing out on points and potentially you're even gaining points, I think the negative um, with this is is that if you spend time and money trading billions right now, his value is is that low that for me it, it doesn't make sense to trade him to a premium. 
I would prefer to trade someone like, for instance, Nick Holman and go get myself another midfielder and leave Billings there. Um, Billings will be the last kind of upgrade I do in my team. I, I no longer think he's top six. I was big on him in the preseason, and and I and I sort of said he was a lock for the for a top three, and I'm happy to cop that. Um, but the thing is, his role, um, he's, he's spent increased time in the forward line when all word preseason was that he was going to decrease the time he spent in the forward line. So, like you said before, I feel more comfortable in head to head games going in with Billings versus my opponent's rookie than I would trading Billings right now and just having a rookie v rookie with with my opponent. Um, there is always the potential for players to, to rebound. Um, if I'm, I can clutch at straws here and, and kind of speak about, you know, Billings, how much he scores in wins compared to how much he scores in losses. I can clutch at straws and talk about how poor Billings was in the first half of last year as compared to his second half. Um, and look, sometimes there are these sort of, these kind of patterns that, that occur with players. So I'm happy to, to hold Billings probably up until St Kilda's buy have a look at what he does and then look to move him on after his buy if nothing kind of changes. I think worst case scenario is that I'll be trading him in a few weeks' time, or not a few weeks, but maybe a month or two months, and his value is probably going to be around the same. Um, but he does have the potential to turn it around. And if he doesn't, he even has the potential just to make a bit more money and maybe in six to six weeks or something like that, I can trade billions out when he's 400000 or a bit more than 400000 in price. Absolutely love it, mate. Yeah. You were you were spot on, and you delivered that perfectly. So, I yeah, couldn't agree any any more with you. I think Billings is is one that could turn it around. I seen a stat today that in games they win, Billings has an average of 108. So, let's hope St Kilda can turn their form around and start getting a couple of wins on the board. Paddy Dane, was that um, was that, was that, was that a stat for this season or uh, no? Because no, what have they won? It wouldn't have been. They've won They've one game. Well, then he's averaging 133 yeah, he's wins averaging this year. 133 in wins this year. <laughs> um, Paddy Dangerfield, 604k. I can't believe his average is 115. Break even of 119. If you still don't have him, I actually don't think you've really won starting the year without him. I think maybe you've broken even. The fact that he's averaging 115, I was blown away when I seen those numbers. We're so mm. angry at this man because he's not averaging, you know, 130. Um, but yeah, now's the 100% time to go get Paddy Dangerfield. And I think we've got Oliver, we've got McRae there on the bubble. Dangerfield's game on the weekend was Dangerfield back in the guts, back in the midfield. Gary Ablett had 10 touches in the first half, didn't attend one set of bounce. So, um, I think Dangerfield, now's the time to get Dangerfield. I think exactly, I think you're exactly right. Now is the time, he's 600,000, his break even is, you know, not extraordinary, more than likely hit it this week, it's only 119, it's the week to go and get him if, if you don't have it, um, and you know what, Corey, I actually think people did win, um, if if they didn't start with Dangerfield, if they made the correct selection, obviously, I mean, if people didn't start Dangerfield and they went and they bought Kelly or Zerit instead, I think they obviously lost, but if you started with someone like Clayton Oliver or... You know, at the, at the start of the year, as opposed to Dangerfield, um, then certainly you've you've kind of won that as Dangerfield's dropped about one hundred and fifty thousand. But um, look, either way, you take one hundred and fifteen average if you kind of started the year with him. Well, you probably don't take it, but you, you're kind of you're not that disappointed by it, are you? Um, and and you, and vice versa, if you didn't start with him, you're probably relatively happy as well. But you certainly go and grab him now. Uh, just while we're talking about the big boys too. I've seen a couple of people this week talking about trading Tom Mitchell and Dustin Martin. 
Don't do <laughs> don't stupid. Don't do stupid things. Like yeah, yeah. You know what's stupid when I hate Dustin Martin and I'm not even talking about trading him. Oh, like honestly, why five nineteen k? Like shit, he shit. Like he's, he's, but they're winning. Like it's gonna turn around. He's dusty. Like man, relax. Jesus Christ. I couldn't imagine anything worse trading Dustin Martin for five hundred fifteen k. Who are you gonna go get? Mm, yeah, just want to put there. Uh, Clayton Oliver. Oh, I can name one. Yeah. Oh, who can you name? Jack Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Clayton Oliver, five sixty-eight k, average of one hundred and sixteen point five, break-even of seventy-five. Uh, I'm getting Clary this week. I know Bomb's getting Clary this week. This has already got Clary. Um, is he probably the most? Last week, Crouch was the most sought-after player. Is he? Is it time to get Clayton Oliver? I think in the midfield, if you've got Fife, if you've got Danger, if you've got Crouch, if you've got Tom Mitchell, I think you're going to buy Clayton Oliver. I think Clayton Oliver's probably... Gee, would you would you put him top four? I'd put him top four. Yeah, well, it would have been five, but I think... I think top five, sorry, but I think he's uh, I think he's going to edge out Dustin Martin at the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think Clayton, yeah, he's, he's an absolute locker. I think 568k... It's, it's a bloody good price to be buying him at too. I, I'd probably pay six twenty for this guy comfortably. I'd be happy enough to pay that for him. But five sixty eight is a bloody good price, and, and I'm jumping all aboard this week. Yeah, I think whatever he whatever he was. I mean, because we got McLean there too. I mean, McRae. Is it just McRae to out of reach at the moment, or can you uh, almost? I think the, the six seventy six. No, I think the value in Oliver. Um, you know. The hundred thousand less you're getting, and and you're getting Oliver. I mean, I, I'd probably even take Oliver this week in a head-to-head matchup with McRae. I think McRae will be back around the six hundred k mark again. Uh, Diz, Clary, you've got oh, him. How happy you been with him? Love him, absolutely love him. Best player in the league, apart from one. Um, but nah, not complain at all. Yeah. But I'm looking at McRae's scores. McRae looks like he's been going alright as well. Only one score under a hundred. Which was 98. You know, the there's, yeah. there's one He's comment. going better than all right, isn't There's he? one comment that I remember that stands out from Brett in the preseason podcast, and it was when he was reading out McRae's numbers, and he's and he's like, you know, there was only three or four scores or something last year under 100, and we're mm. laughing at him, you know, saying, you know, if he's a forward, we're picking him, blah, blah, not going to keep up the consistency, just like that. He is just class. He is a... I was playing the last couple of weeks, uh, marking out my top eight, my top eight midfielders, um, and of course, everyone I had in my team, I had to already count them as eight. So I've got Kelly in there. I'm not, you know, I can't take him out. So I had it as waiting for Crouch to come back in. Had Oliver marked down in there, and I was just circling. And there was a couple that I was waiting for who were going to be that number eight spot right now. McRae has that locked, so he'll definitely be probably one of my last upgrades in my team when uh, I've got everyone else and Tim Kelly's ready to go. I think McRae is a certain from here on in to to finish in that top ten, if not number one. Um, and you're lucky, Bonks, because Brett is not on this week, and I had a beautiful segment back to his uh, his uh, preseason predictions. So. He shot himself in the foot that one and probably now doesn't deserve to get uh, satisfaction. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he can go there. Well, you know what? He doesn't deserve it because he didn't select him. 
in the so, no, no matter what he says, I, I've always got the comeback. But did you start with him? He's so upset. But about did, that, uh, <laughs> actually, arguably, <laughs> why he's not on the podcast? All right, don't we, have can we drop Brett's score on the podcast this week? I don't know what he said. Can I say? Can go for it, it. I'm yeah. pretty sure he went eighteen hundred, something <laughs> like that. And and I think that's why he didn't come on. I think he's had a bit of a bit of a um of a, he's in a bit of a food coma situation you know when you just eat too many food eat too much food he's had too many donuts over the last week that's like, <laughs> he, he yeah, that's ran right. he ran three donuts last bit of a, week bit of a fixture gate claim he's sitting in a good spot on the ladder runs from donuts <laughs> i think he played his old man in league one so we might have to do a bit of investigation around that um yeah, get, yeah. get the committee out, man, because there seems to be a little bit of fraudulent behaviour going on there. <laughs> Dono, Dangerfield, Dono, Clary this week. Who are you getting, boss? Um, oh, gee, that's a great question. I'd, I'd probably buy a Clary, just based on break even. Diz? Uh, Clary. I'm Dangerfield. So why can't we have both? No, if you don't have them. <laughs> oh, but why oh. can't we get both? Sorry. Well, just you probably me, don't have straight straight like, You know, like that, that yeah, taco, yeah, yeah. Right? I gotcha. Yeah. If Brett was yeah. here, he'd be like, maybe however he said yeah. it. Maybe you should say it in Spanish, and, yeah. and then it would have been a little more successful there, Diz. Brett, I would have nailed it. Um, Toby McLean, the other boy from the Doggies. What a wonder. What was it? No, uh, 80 points, second half or something? Um, Probably you know, even a bit more. There was, there was some players this week that just had huge second halves, and mm. I think I had all of them. And, I mean, I don't know if you boys know. I don't know if I've told you yet. League game this week. Uh, going into the last day, opponent had Henry and Cunico and about 260 points on me. I had uh, Dustin Martin, Dangerfield, and Grundy. Grundy. So, once the Richmond game was done, I was pretty ropeable. Um, and then at halftime in the Collingwood game, I was absolutely filthy. And then, yeah, Grundy and Dangerfield got me over the line one by four points. So, uh, pretty happy oh, B. Gee. But uh, Robbie Gray, second half out of this world. What was he? Was he on like 40 no. or something? At half it's not his second half. Second half. Oh, third, third quarter. Sorry. It was an Ten eight minutes in the third, third quarter. quarter. Yeah. Uh, Toby McLean, I think, was on 32 at halftime. Finished with 115. Yep. And I think Grundy yep. was on 35 at halftime. And finished with 137. And Danger was 150. Oh, sorry, he was 50 yeah. or 52, something like that, and ended up 137. Just crazy. Yeah. Some class plays out in there on the weekend, and uh, did... I'll send them all the Snickers for helping me get a win. That was um, Zach Merritt's second half bombs. <laughs> oh, well, I have to say it was better than his first half. It was still quite <laughs> um, Bombs, now you've asked me specifically for this... Uh, uh, yes. Question: Robbie Gray and McLean and Rockliffe. Now, I'm not I didn't ask you for Rockliffe. You didn't ask me for Rockliffe, but you were bring, wanted me to talk about Robbie Gray, and I think that kind of correlates to Rockliffe's midfield minutes going yeah, up. Yeah, so yeah. let's go. Robbie Gray, can I? I bought this guy in. How many weeks ago was it? I can't even remember. Probably four weeks ago. I think it was the Geelong game where I bought him in. And I was absolutely wrapped, and he's gone 137.89. We had the Jacobs tag that game, and um, then he went 106, and, and he had a big third quarter on the weekend. I am absolutely filthy that I now have this guy selected in my team. Everything that had been seen before this weekend, I was happy with. 
he was in the midfield. He was getting 35 touches a game. He was still managing to hit the scoreboard. Then Rockcliffe has uh, decided to come in from the twos where he's been playing for a few weeks. They've injected him straight into the midfield, moved Robbie Gray back to the forward pocket, and then listening to Ken Hinckley during the week speak about how bloody happy he is that Rockcliffe's in forward because it, in form because it means Robbie Gray can spend more time forward. If Robbie Gray is going to sit in that forward pocket, he's no longer top six. I, and I am absolutely filthy now that I have this guy in my team um, because he was playing pure midfield. And I'd said it in the preseason. I'd said it the week that I bloody picked up Gray that I was so happy with the midfield. And if he was playing forward, I wasn't going to be happy. And if he was playing forward, then I don't think he's top six. I think this is going to be a big fall from Grace from Robbie Gray coming up. Um, he's, he's not going to have... Uh, Quarters where he kicks five goals in a, in a quarter. That, that's not going to happen. You take out his 80-point quarter, and he scored 42 points in three quarters on the weekend. His last quarter, he scored eight points. And that was probably all bloody scaling. This is absolutely pathetic. Anyone thinking of getting Robbie Gray, please do not commit uh, super coach suicide and, and pick him up because he's going to be worth 400000 in in the coming weeks. I can't wait until post buys. People are going to Well, post you know what the thing is? He's got one game this week. So if he comes out and scores, say, 110, people are going to laugh at me, right? Which they typically do anyway. Then he's got his bye because the China game's this week. And then people are going to come out and be like, oh, fuck, let's go get Robbie Gray. Check out his scores. He's pumping all year. Have a look at his role. Until you see him move back into the midfield, don't go out and pick this guy up. Can't wait for Robbie Gray to have 35 this weekend. I can't if, wait for him not to travel. <laughs> I think I think he's already on the plane, so I think that's going to be a bit of an issue for you. <laughs> Turn it around. Oh man! But but how about Rockcliffe though, man? Doesn't yeah? You know, you have a look at Rockcliffe's price, and I'm not saying I'm picking him up, but he is now. If you've got a little bit, if you can do something with DPP, you're talking about wanting to trade Jack Billings. Rockcliffe is worth thirty thousand more than Jack Billings right now. And, um, you know, if you've got Spargo in the midfield, you can maybe do a bit of DPP and trade Billings to Rockcliffe and maybe take yeah, a risk like that. Uh, but, no gee, Rockcliffe, that. he's not a top eight midfielder. I know that. But, gee, 373,000. I was going to say, imagine if he scores 140 this week. There'll be people... He, he's got... I, I don't... I wouldn't mind punched. it. I wouldn't mind it if you could get him as an M11 at season's end. I'm not condoning going it now. Can I say something? Yeah. <laughs> Gold, his last two scores beat Gold Coast, 125 and 137. He then plays Hawthorne the week after with his last two scores against them, 147 and 146. Can you, play, you know I hate it when you talk last scores, <laughs> but can you not talk last scores about Tom Rockliffe? This is yeah, a man well. who you cannot give any kind of correlation into past scores into current form because he's done about 12 knees since he played most of those games. It's more than likely you're going to get injured, Corey, but what I'm saying is that there's a guy who's averaged 130 before with a couple of good games coming up, and uh, he's back in the guts. He had a good game, probably an underappreciated game, super coach wise He only scored 98 in the weekend, but I thought, I thought he was played terrific. Well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, no, there's no way I'm condoning this, but I'm you just letting people him in. know. You just said you're trading no. him, Rockcliffe. He's a lot. <laughs> since since we first bloody got uh, Bonza on the 
into the podcast. I've been trying to talk sense into him, but he just doesn't listen. The only thing you that's why. Where, where are you on the ladder in the league. cash league? Well, I'm, I'm actually outside the. I'm out of relegation zone. I've brought myself <laughs> that, out. That's all that matters. <laughs> that's all that matters. I'm playing defense this year. That's so yeah. Anyways, moving on. Last. But don't don't pick Rockley. That's that's the that's the uh, official advice. Is don't pick him. But I'm um, just saying. Yeah, no, nah, I don't mind it. Look, like I said, if it was at the back end of the season, you could put him on the bench and loophole him every week. I wouldn't hate it. Uh, the Elites League. The Elites uh, and the Exotic Limo Boys versus the World. Um, the the Prize League that the ExoticLimo.com.au boys have up for us. Um, big shout-out to Paul Lombardi and... Uh, uh, sorry, Paul Lombardi. Paul, which is Lombardi's boys, and Ross from Popco, who are both sitting 1-2 and two in that league. 6-0, and oh, so pretty good. Uh, Bombs, you are sitting 12th. Um, yeah. I'm sitting well, 13th. And Brett's sitting 14th. Um, we're all 2-4, <laughs> and four, so we all got back on the winner's list this week. You're me. And you guys are giving my team shit. I'm absolutely flying there. Yeah, that's all right. Pretty happy with myself. That's very disappointing from you guys. Jeez, Bob, our points scored are so close. <laughs> you can continue to bag my team. Imagine if I didn't have merit. But in fairness, you've got Kelly. You've had him all year. Yeah, no, that's all right. Um, you can't use excuses when it comes to that. So top eight at the moment. Paul, Ross, Simon, um, Alexander, Abel. Andy, yes, uh, big old Timmy, and uh, James. So uh, good luck, everyone. There's some great prizes in that league. Finishing, um, you want to make the eight because you want to definitely have a finals run there. The the prizes are absolutely that's, amazing. That's the one I want too. Yeah, yeah, that's the one you're going for. Um, Big thank, uh, big big thank you. How about I speak English? A big thank you uh, to the community out there. Um, this week we've had some. Ripping feedback, um, you know, the haters are out there. They're always going to continue to hate on us. You can't please 100% of people 100% of the time. Um, and, look, we love your feedback. We wouldn't be doing any of this if it wasn't for uh, the beautiful community that allow us to. So, for all the members of Supercoach Elite, um, a big thank you. On behalf of all of us, not just the boys who do the podcast, all the behind-the-team staff, um, everyone putting in the hard hours to do this. So, um, we don't get any money to do this. We just do it for the pure love of Supercoach and for the pure love of you guys. So thank you very much for that. Um, the challenge time. So, you know, nailing it down to a couple of ideas. Bombs, I know you've got something in the works at the moment. Um, I'm going to yep. call the guys at Optus and maybe at Qantas to see if they want to um, fly. So <laughs> Optus Stadium and give us a turn <laughs> running around the, the G. I'd love to see Brett kind of do some injury that week and then have to do a lap yeah. in the G as well. So... Worst mm. bones in the world, but let's uh, let's go. Look, top of the leaderboard, James Sicily, averaging 112.3. Don't worry about it. Uh, Bonce in second place. Big Lloydy, yep. 4.8. And last but not least, <laughs> Bretta in last. Probably the main reason he's not on the podcast this week uh, with Smith on aver- 94 average. Uh, vice captain and captain options this week, please, um, well, I mean, I think it's a no-brainer that if you've got Jackson McRae, that you have to be, yeah, you have to now be Jackson McRae, don't you? I think, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. like the fixture. I don't like the fixture, but 
Jesus, you, you pump out numbers like that, I think he's worthy of the VC. Yeah, I don't think um, you've got a I choice. Think, uh, in terms of my team, um, I don't think I can look past Paddy Dangerfield playing against the Bombers this week, even though I think the Bombers are going to be a bit more spirited after the, the week from hell that they've kind of copped. And um, look, the, the bad thing is I think that there's probably one player that I have most confidence in, um, and that is Nat Fife right now. But he's got a tough fixture at the SCG against the Swan, so I'm probably going to be running into Tom Mitchell this week against the Lions. Wow, we're very different, Dizza. Uh, well, I've got an easy opponent in the main league that I'm focusing on this week, so <laughs> I'm thinking about a, maybe a Jack Billings voice into a Max Gorn or Sicily captain. Cause you were, that's because you were uh, tagged in that meme that we had uh, going on the Facebook page. You have to tag Captain Jack Billings. Um, for me, I think one of the safest and most reasonable things that I've had so far that's worked flawless has been Fife into Gorn. Um, I don't think Carlton is that great, and I don't think Cruiser. Uh, although he had it, it was probably best on ground last week. I don't think Cruiser is good enough to be gone at the moment. So, yeah, that one. But I really do like Dangerfield, so it wouldn't surprise me if I ended up going Dangerfield into Fife. To be perfectly honest, I think to me Dangerfield seems fairly logical. Um, Essendon Dangerfield's bogey team. For some reason, my Supercoach website has crashed here, so I can't get his last few scores. But can you read out Dangerfield's last three scores, if you can just type in his yeah. name quickly? Um, the Supercoach like, feeling... website today has been shit-ass. Uh, 99, 99, 112. Okay, so that changes things for me. So I probably won't VC Dangerfield. I just had that thought just now that I, that I kind of half remember that um, Essendon is Dangerfield's bogey team. Um, so I may even avoid uh, Dangerfield on the basis of that now and, and may change things up. Maybe I will just go and BC Fife, and if Fife just goes 120 or something, I'll probably just likely take that. Most informed player I'll in just, position at the moment. Um, I just received a text message off Brett as well. He just told me that uh, Buffner's looking at trading Matty Eagles in this week. <laughs> Actually, I made no, I made note of Matty Eagles on the blower that it can flat out deny that. Probably don't recommend uh, trading the Matty Eagles this week, but yeah, I'm sure they. How do you? Well, why don't you just talk about vice captains and captains, Dizza? Just just stick to the script, eh? Yeah, my bad. <laughs> Dizza, do you have an actual vice captain that you're going with this week? Ah, uh, yeah, probably dangerous. What happened to Gorn, by the way? You're a big Gorn man. When you just kind of jumped off when everyone else has jumped on. Yeah, not a big fan of everyone jumping on him. Like, you know what? Max here hasn't given me any recognition at all. <laughs> at all. So yeah. he was not. Um, he just forgets who created him. <laughs> Gorn, Gorn last year played Carlton twice. Um, two scores, seventy-nine and one hundred and eleven. So, and I know Cruiser was in. You know, probably. A better player last year, but um, and and Gorn's probably a better player this year. But um, yeah, I wouldn't have faith in in doing that. I'd I'd certainly be going to Tom Mitchell against Brisbane. I think he's going to rack them up for sure. How can you be trusting Tom? Like you're you're a man that looks at pass scores, yeah. Like you're you're big pass scores. Well, I have a I have a little look at it, yeah. But what about current form? Do you just ignore that? Yeah. Well, I think there are ebbs and flows in, in current form. So Mitchell, when you look at Mitchell, who did they play last week? Hawthorne, I can't even remember. Uh, Sydney. Sydney. Yeah, Sydney. Um, and who went to him? They played a lot of attention to him, didn't they? 
Yeah, well, you think they're not going to do that this week? Brisbane? Uh, well, I think Sydney are a lot better team at negating Tom Mitchell than probably Brisbane will be. See, do you I not agree with that? I can't. Yeah, I do agree with that, but I can't trust him. Two, out, why of, not? two out of the last Just, five scores over 100. Yeah, but Jacobs was in one of them. Uh, Jacobs was one of them. Sydney um, towed him up on the weekend, and look, Brisbane, I'm I'm confident in it. He averages 115 Kilda, across the Kilda was one yeah. of the teams that absolutely took him out of the game. He scored 126 that game. Yeah, he scored 126. I don't know oh, what you've been sorry, watching, Corey. Week, week before, apologies. Uh, yeah, Jacobs. Jacobs. Week, week before that, Melbourne. Melbourne. Yeah, so look, no, I'm. I'm not. Look, I think Nathan Jones went to him that game, didn't he? But that was yeah, based he on did hysteria. Well. And look, that was based on all the hysteria over his first three games and how nobody goes to him and all that. So that Melbourne game to me was quite predictable, actually. Then Jacobs went to him the week after. He's rebounded with two back to back. He's back with back to back one twenties there. Like and then he had a. It's going to go stand on him, or. I think I think Mitchell is going to have a rebounding game and, and get close to 40. See, this is the thing, and this is the same thing I've got with Dustin Martin at the moment. Hawthorne, Richmond, they don't care if Martin and Mitchell are getting tagged out of the game. It's 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 common knowledge, and their coaches have come out and said it. They actually do not care because what it's doing is it's opening up everyone else, and it's opening up the floodgates for other people to to around them to then play well. I mean, Jagermira is Jagermira. Jagermira is probably the best first quarter player in the competition. Um, like go back on his last first quarters, it's he's averaging between thirty and forty. It's because at the start of the game, like everyone is just putting so much attention into Mitchell. He's just getting that much ball um, and being able to use it. I think, and, and I think that's really affecting. Uh, that's affecting their scores. It's affecting their super coach scores without a doubt. But look, that's what happens. Now, um, so, I know I'm going a bit off topic here, uh, but I heard a conversation about Brisbane, and we haven't spoken about him all night. It was Dane Zorko? Any thoughts on him? Is he back? Uh, no. No, I don't think he's back. I think he's had luxury games over the last two weeks. I honestly do. Um, Collingwood don't send anyone to anyone. Um, <laughs> and they played Brisbane last week. Uh, not Brisbane. He plays Brisbane. Played Doggies last week, who were happy to go one-on-one with him in the midfield. Um, yeah. I Look at his fixture. Hawthorne will tag. They've got yeah, Howe. Howe's Sydney, go straight to him. Sydney will shut him out, and then he's got Jacobs the week after. Who went to... So, I'm trying to think about it now. Who went to Mitchell on the weekend? So, oh, I can't... I always get these Sydney players mixed up. Is it, it's not Cunningham. They've got an, an, you know, another one of those young players yeah, like that. It's um, not Haywood, because Haywood keeps coming to me, but it wasn't Haywood. No, nah, it wasn't Haywood. No. No. no, it was Cunningham, because I remember listening to the presser, and, and Longmire was... Um, applauding, he named three players. He said that even Luke Parker did a really good job on him when, when matched up on him. Um, uh, I think Cunningham was one of them, and they have one other player. It's it's not like a household name, but he's he's quite a decent um, young player. He kind of just seems to get the job done. If That's you give right. me two seconds, I'll, so I'll run. Anyway. But my, my my point is here, Diz, is he's played two teams in the last two weeks who do. George Hewitt was That's the other it, one. Yeah, who are notorious yeah. for not sending players to players. And I think that's going to suck a lot of people in. And you're going to see the real Dane Zorko over the next three weeks. If Zorko can come out over the next three weeks and go 110, 110, 110, I'll happily say he's back. Um, yeah, agree. 
but for now, he's it's it's going to be too much of a task. It's going to be a challenge, and I think people are going to get sucked in and people are going to pick him up. And I don't, I really don't think he should be. But um, anything else, Dad boys? No. This. Nope. Thanks for coming out today, Diz. Um, you know, more of an input than what Brett normally has. So it was uh, really good to have you back on. Um, <laughs> say hi to Max Gorn for us. Uh, Bombs, great to have you back as always, mate. I'm sure uh, your, your solo there. fan out there will, will be wrapped here in the sound of your voice. <laughs> and uh, I reckon a lot of other people will start playing the podcast and then we'll probably just stop it. So... Hey, but that's super coach. Um, on behalf of myself and the rest of the elites, peace out community. Thanks for listening.